Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to the 100th episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm really excited to make it to 100 episodes. They say that's when you know you've got a solid podcast is when you get to 100. So I thought, how can I celebrate getting to 100 episodes? I need a big guest. So, of course, we got one. Welcome to the studio, Jeff Cheney. Wow, so honored to be number 100. I'm excited to hear from you because I've seen, you know, here and there some of your personal, you know, sports posts and interests and things, but I've never really learned much about it. So that's what we're here to talk about. Now, I know you're you're the Frisco mayor, but this is not an, a mayoral duty. This is not, you know, talk about so much Frisco. It's really about you specifically. So to start off, I like to ask all my guests um, some quick hits just to kind of jump in and, and get to know what, what you like about sports. So who would you say is your favorite athlete? Oh, Michael Jordan. Let's go. Well, that was fast. That was easy. <laughs> uh, what about your favorite sports movie? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go with Hoosiers. All right. So I'm not even going to ask you your favorite sport because obviously you're a basketball <laughs> theme going on. Um, so so season three of Hustle and Pro is about to start, and I change up those questions um, every season. So I'm going to give you next seasons because I just am curious oh, okay. what yours is. Um, what's on your, your playlist if you're working out or doing something sporty? You know, I'm a kid of the 80s. And mm-hmm. so back then, you know, being in suburban America, you know, we thought we were all tough looking, listening to rap. And so I go back to my roots, you know, I got a little um, Snoop Dogg yeah. and Dr. So I, uh, that's what I usually pull up when I'm, when I'm working out. Yeah, I have some of that too. <laughs> I have a mix, but I definitely have some rap on there. I feel like it makes me work out a little harder when I have something yeah. like that to listen to. 80s rap is the best. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh man, that commercial right now, the, um, the Scoop, oh, scoop uh, there the tag it is. team. Gosh, oh, yeah. I love it. it. Every time I'm like, this is great. Okay, so let's just jump into kind of personally your background. Like, what type of young athlete were you? Sure. So I was um, what a Frisco kid is today, you know, playing multiple multiple sports at the same time, you know, changing jerseys in the car. Um, so I played it all. I'm, you know, soccer, basketball, baseball, football. Um, and so, you know, that was my life growing up, um, like a lot of Frisco kids these days. And just always loved sports, loved being an athlete. Uh, my dad was a coach for baseball, and so that was bonding for us, certainly, um, you know, growing up. And um, So he coached you. Do you have siblings that were also playing? I do. I have three sisters, and so they were all athletes also. Two older sisters that are twins, they played uh-huh. softball and, and were into equestrian riding as well. Oh, so wow. I do consider that a sport. That's not uh, your average sport. <laughs> because yeah. if they listen to this and I say that it isn't, then they'll come after me. Oh, for so. sure it is. They're competing and have to keep up. And yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know much about equestrian, but that's that's cool. So they're softball players. That's my thing, too. So okay. I didn't even know you had twin sisters. Yeah, and then a little sister, too. And so she was an athlete and... Um, I guess she ended up probably being the best of all of us. She's actually run ultra marathons. Wow. Yeah. So it's like 50-something miles. She wow. ran in one, one day. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't even know if I hit that in like, you know, a half a year sometimes. Um, okay. So, you, yeah, you played everything, like you said. Um, so is this in Texas you grew up? I did. So grew up outside of Houston. Okay. I thought, uh, I thought yeah. Houston, yeah. All right, so then that kind of leads me to, to my next question. I'm about to ask you about your college team. Knowing full well, it's one of my rival college teams. Uh-oh. Because uh, I'm a Red Raider. Okay. But tell me about your college allegiances. Well, I, I bleed orange, so I graduated from the University of Texas. In fact, we're a Longhorn family. Uh, my dad was a Longhorn. 
all three of my sisters were Longhorns, and so it's definitely a tradition. So in high school, I didn't even apply to another school. You know, I got into Texas, and that's all I needed to do. That was your goal from when you were smaller then. Especially, like you said, it's in the family. Absolutely. So, and all your sisters. So everybody just kind of, you just knew growing up, like that's where you were going to go. Yeah. We're going to be Longhorns. So then probably growing up, you were always watching Longhorn sports. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I went through some rough periods, you know, my age, you know, as far as bad football teams. (laughs) Yeah. It comes and goes, especially with most of the college teams that we follow here in Texas. Right. So did you ever have aspirations to, to play anything in college? I did. I actually, um, People laugh when they find out I used to actually be a basketball player, a pretty good one, mm-hmm. um, because they don't think I look like it. <laughs> um, but I actually tried out for the UT basketball team every single year. Um, I practiced with a lot of the players. Um, really? Oh, yeah. And So you were trying to do like a, like a Rudy situation and like work hard and get on the, walk on the team? You know, if you go back and ask 20-year-old Jeff, um, he would tell you that he was the best point guard on campus. Okay. You know, and so um, pretty cocky, but I, you know, I was a gym rat. I mean, I'd play basketball eight to ten hours a day. Wow. I mean, just all day long till till my legs gave out and then would wake up and do it the next day. Wow. <laughs> so you, I'm guessing, unless this is a newsflash I didn't know about, you didn't not, you never played for the UT team. Never played for okay. the UT team. I practiced with them a lot, um, you know, and of course played a lot of pickup and, you know, they actually, it, it was really tough to get on the team even if as a walk-on, because they do preferred walk-ons, they only have so many spots, and yeah, so they promise it's just not big rosters. Yeah, yeah. and so that that was tough um, to get on. But I did. My friends always joke about this. I did get my revenge um, winning the Hoop It Up tournament in Austin, which Hoop was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Austin is like one of the biggest ones too, and oh, and UT players come and play in it. And I actually we had to beat the point guard who I think thought was stealing my spot sure. on the team yeah. in the semifinals, and we beat him. And you did. Pulled up a three right in his face. So you showed him on the Hoop <laughs> I it showed up. it. That was my yeah. revenge. I loved Hoop It Up. Man, I haven't heard or thought about that in ages. One of our best friends um, who we played with through the middle school level and went to separate high schools, but she um, she was the best basketball player I know. She went and played in college, but she was our Hoop It Up ringer. Okay. Yeah. You probably get four, but you, three are playing at a time, right? So yeah, you it. only need a few. Yeah. Man, that's fun. That's good stuff. I hope kids still get to do stuff like that. Okay, then, let me talk about your pro teams and allegiances. Now, this kind of Frisco comes in here, too, obviously. You you have a lot of of connections now, yeah. um, probably before, too. But, I mean, you do so much with as Frisco develops in sports teams. But what are your actual, like, allegiances to different sports teams? You know, we've, um, Dana and I, Dana grew up in Houston, too. And so we moved to Dallas back in 2000. And so we used to be Houston teams, mm-hmm. and we kind of slowly converted. Of course, we were Oilers fans and then didn't really have um, allegiances when they moved to the Titans. So it was pretty easy for us to transition to be Cowboys fans real yeah. quick. Um, I think probably the team we held, um, held on to the longest was the Astros. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took the Rangers, you know, making those World Series runs to finally get us to, to flip the switch back over there. But we're, we're loyal, loyal to our local teams. So what about... A few years ago when the Astros are in the World Series and, and they're on top again. You're still rooting for them. Still rooting for them. You know, just kind of, you know, rooting for them when they're not playing Dallas teams. Yes. We're playing the Rangers. So, yeah. 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 I'm a Rangers fan all the way just because I grew up in Waco. So, I mean, I guess we could have chosen South and, and been Astros fans. But but my dad was also our coach, our softball coach for me and my sister. Okay. And um, it was just kind of our thing was to drive up here for special occasions and, and go to – we did like the, the Six Flags Ranger game weekend – 
celebration thing. That was kind of our family road trip. So we've always been Rangers fans. Okay. Uh, we have adopted the Chiefs now. Okay. Um, you know, obviously because their ties here to Frisco. Yeah. Um, with the Hunt family who own FC Dallas, and so getting to know that family really well. They're just amazing people, and so yeah. Um, so, it's pretty easy for, to cheer for them right now, and I know Mahomes. I'm the same you way, know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's not hard to cheer for Mahomes for me either way, but I'm the same way with the connection with the Hunts. Um, I mean, if the Cowboys aren't in the Super Bowl, like that would be, I guess, my next preference is the Chiefs. Um, like you said, just the getting the the interaction that I do get to have as far as like media and availability and things with the Hunts. Um, is really cool watching their story. And, you know, every chance they get, they talk about their mom and yeah. and how she's gone to all the Super Bowls and all that good stuff. But um, my husband is, grew up playing soccer around here, and so he's the same age as Dan, I think. Um, and so, you know, they've crossed paths on different soccer teams and clubs mm. and all of the, the history of his personal soccer life here. So I root for them. I root yeah. for FC Dallas, obviously, just because we're soccer people too. But um, but I root for them to have, a you know, success with their NFL team also. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So then when we talk about like your experience being mayor and getting to have involvement with some of these different teams, um, has, how has that bolstered or maybe changed your interest in sports in this town? Well, you just feel a connection, like you just said, the Hunt family, you know, as far as getting to know them and the, the people behind the brand, mm-hmm. um, you know, gives you that bigger sense of attachment and just hear the, the stories, you know, and how they got to where they where they did, you know, seeing behind the scenes, you know, meeting the players, yeah. and, you know, and you, you realize you see them on TV, but realize, you know, most of them are just normal people like us, right? you know. And so that that part of it is fun and, and starting to see them around town, you know, quite a bit and yeah. It's great, you know, and being a sports fan, you know, who wouldn't, you know, if you're going to be a mayor of any city and you love sports, why wouldn't you be mayor of Sports City USA? You're I mean, in the come right on. place, yeah. <laughs> has it, has it, um, you know, increased your uh, appreciation for sort of the logistics and how some of these things, what goes into some of these things happening? Absolutely. I mean, especially this year with COVID and yeah. just, you, you know, we've been in the details even more, but just what it takes to run an organization and, you know, I mean, every single game is an event. It's a big event mm-hmm. with the event planning and um, all that goes into um, into that, um, yeah. creating a great game day experience. And so, um, you know, we've learned a lot from a city, too, just seeing how these teams professionally run things and put on great events and, you know, what it means for tourism, you know, in the city and the six million visitors that yeah. used to come here and will hopefully be coming well, back, be back soon. They'll be back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as fans, it's so easy to walk in to a stadium, a ballpark, what have you. And just experience it from that point of view, which is how most of us consume sports our whole lives, right? Like yeah. you probably grew up. Uh, did you get to go to games at, at uh, UT games also? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you probably grew up, you know, that awe of walking in and right. finding your seat and, and checking out the field, and even like some sports, like we love to go early to watch batting practice or, or those kind of things. Um, but then seeing seeing the other side of it and having a different perspective, you realize how many people are in the stadium so early to get their jobs and their checklists done. And like with the legends, I did an article once with Malcolm and them on like their daily checklist, how it starts at 8 a.m. for their 8 p.m. game, for example. And it's just like, it's a long game day. (laughs) And it's we're lucky as fans to just get to walk in the door and be like, here we go. This is great. Give me my popcorn. Let's let's enjoy it, you know. (laughs) Um, So I want to ask you about parenting athletes oh. and kind of like what what kind of athletic you know parent are you are you are you the laid-back kind are you the super involved are you like the wannabe coach I think your <laughs> kids are at an older point right now so you're 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 probably not coaching anymore but what what does that look like for you 
You know, um, I have multiple personalities when it comes to my kids' sports. So um, basketball, which, um, you know, was my sport. Um, I coached both of my boys and actually Caitlin in basketball. Mm -hmm. In fact, I coached, gosh, I put the field house for probably a decade between both of them. You know, I'm a numbers guy, so I would literally track stats and trends during the game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we like to play aggressive. And um, if you ask both my boys, they would say I was um, pretty intense <laughs> as, as a coach. And, you know, I, I joke that I was the Mac Brown of Frisco basketball. Oh, wow. Because um, we won a lot of games um, and it won a lot of championships. And it wasn't because I was a great coach, but I was a great recruiter. recruiter. Yeah, yeah, it's all about know, the kids, huh? It's about the Jimmys and Joes and not the X's and O's. <laughs> so what age are we talking? How, how old did you coach them and like for basketball? For yeah, until they went, um, you know, probably into middle school middle once school. they start playing middle school basketball. Yeah. So we started both of them when, gosh, when they were probably five or six years old at the YMCA, and then worked through Fieldhouse, mm -hmm. and um, we knew all the referees. I mean, it was it was fun. We had a great time with that. I'm in that Fieldhouse uh, time frame right now because uh -huh. I have a ten year old boy that plays basketball Fieldhouse, so he's a all year round different sport kid. Soccer and basketball and um, flag football sometimes and baseball, all those things. But right now I'm in field house season. Okay. You know, there's definite seasons of your life That's when you're right. into it we and you're not. We felt like we were living there uh, for, yes. for a while. Well, my because Jack will play basketball there like right now and then sometimes on the indoor turf, right, for soccer. And then like my husband still plays soccer. And so sometimes we're there for his adult men's league games and it's just funny i'm like okay how many times in one day can we go back and forth to yeah. one building for different sports so i would say on the flip side my other personality is it and after about 10 years of coaching basketball i was happy to go back and be a dad in the stands mm -hmm. um and when i watch them play other sports um you know i'm pretty laid back i've always been a big believer that you know game day is about the players and not the coaches um and so it's their opportunity to be on stage and perform and let them perform. Now I do cheer um, pretty loud uh, when they do uh, good things, but yeah, and, and <laughs> I, I, I'm a big believer in you know the 24-hour rule when it comes to coaches and your kids. You know, you a lot of parents get emotional, but if you have a problem with a coach, you know, let 24 hours pass, you know, and that emotion subsides, and then you know have a conversation. But cooling um, off period. Cooling off period. It's yeah. important. I didn't. I didn't really hear much about that as a parent until middle school. We had like a sit down. I don't know. the The athletic coordinators brought in speakers, and mm. I actually loved hearing from her so much. She's been on here a few times. But um, that whole just idea, the concept of when you have a problem, like let it cool down, because yeah. most times a day later, it's really not that big right. of a deal. Most times, the kid has already forgotten about it. Right. And especially if you sort of let it go, and it's really not worth the battle. Right. To bring up. That's right. And the coaches are. That's where you get into that middle school, where where you go from the parents to these these teachers. They're teachers and coaches who are just trying to teach the team as a team. Right. It's not the parent, and there's no favoritism anymore. It's it's a totally different type of coach, and you have to give them grace and understand that like you don't really know what what is all going on behind the dynamic of this team. Right. And so, um, yeah, I love that 24-hour rule yeah. also. Okay, so you said that when they do something good, you're pretty loud. What about when something goes wrong? Uh, no, I do not ever speak negative on the field. And 
you know, one thing that's always important too is that car ride home, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, you, you are, you know, if your kid goes zero for four that day, you're, I can guarantee you, if you tell them how bad their swing looked, they're going to just tune you out. Yeah. You they, know? they know they went over. No, like right. they, they feel it, right? <laughs> you know, those are the days you pick them up and you know tell them, hey, you know, you'll, you know, go three for four tomorrow. You yeah. know, right back at it. Sometimes uh, we like to laugh about it. You know, like, wow, thought you were going to try to go over five or, you know, make it make it a joke to where we all kind of understand. Like, it happens to everybody. It's fine. It's yeah. just sports. Have fun. Did you have fun? Like, you know, they're still so small. So, yeah, the car ride home is an interesting dynamic. That, that's parent. probably the one that, you know, if you had my three kids here to interview to fact check me, or, uh-huh. you know, post interview, that's the one that I hope they would say is that. You know, our mom and dad were always really positive and were, were never negative even when we had a bad day. Yeah. So you kind of gave up the coaching world as they go into middle school and, and yeah. kind of all their sports. Doesn't it become so much more enjoyable? You lose the connection, granted, that you're involved in mm-hmm. everything. Um, but it's being in the stands is so nice oh and gosh. chill. Like, yeah. show up. You show up at game time. That's right. And you leave. <laughs> and it's all good. And it's like, hey, what are we going to get for dinner? Not, you know, let's break it down and figure out what went wrong and, you know. All this stress that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, part of me loved the intensity of that hour as far as, okay, I put together a game plan, you know, we've practiced so hard, let's see how it executes, mm-hmm. and you you know, you feel great when they do well, and then it's your fault when they lose. Um, but yeah, when you're just sitting up in the stands and, <laughs> like and get to watch, and you're like, crazy. oh, that was fun. <laughs> but what about the connection part of it? Because that is one thing when, when my husband and I have stopped coaching, either together or separately, different sports, um, because I did a lot of stuff with my daughter while he did most of the stuff with Jack. Uh, he still does some. But um, one thing I realized in middle school and now high school sports, the, the thing I don't like about just sitting in the stands is that I don't know the players. Yeah. You know, coaching, right. you you know your kids' friends mm-hmm. and new friends and, that are new teammates so well in, in the big picture. You know their you know their parents, you know a lot about them, you know their personalities, you know the funny little things they say and do and the jokes and you're kinda in the circle with your kids group. And when you miss that, like it really bothers me that I'll show up for one of Reese's volleyball games and I'm like, Oh, I don't know those three girls. Like I've I i do not know their names. Who are their no. parents? Like it just that part is is hard. Is that you feel that too? I agree. We we miss that. I mean, I think our our circle of friends has somehow come from our kids' sports teams. Mm-hmm. You, know, you spend so much time with them, um, and really FFL. I mean, at Frisco Football League. I mean, that was probably the one where you had the most you know connections kind of going through. And now some of these kids have kind of scattered. And I actually still follow the the kids that we kind of grew up with mm-hmm. and all these different sports at these different schools, you know, maybe even more than, you know, at our school at Wakeland, you know, as far as everybody. So I do miss that, but it's also fun now. We're in that phase where we're seeing these kids, you know, some of who I coach, like um, Chase Lowry, Frisco High. I coached him in basketball. He's going off to play Division One football oh, in Arkansas cool. next year. So it was so cool to just see Chase excel like that yeah. and just see all these boys, how they've changed over time and, and what they're doing. And um, I do miss that part. Yeah, that is probably really rewarding, especially with all the signing days we've had and so much Frisco activity with that is to see, not that you are like the reason this kid's going to play D1 sports, but you're a part of it. You know, there's a, there's something to be said for the coaches who started you on the path. They might have not been there to teach you the actual skills you're, you're yeah. using and, and playing in D1, but they taught you a lot of different parts of the of being a teammate and winning and losing. Some of the really fundamental or foundational things that, that they built upon over the years. So that's, right. that's probably really cool. Uh, okay, one last question. You mentioned basketball a few times. So 
do you still get to play, like, recreationally? Do you, <laughs> do you get to play in a pickup leagues or a weekend warrior or anything? Uh, you know, I, I did keep playing. We had a, an old man's team. Um, that we played at the field house for a while. We were the uh, the shot callers, and <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Shot callers, yeah, that's great. Um, you know, the old goes song, back to the rap. Want to be a baller? Yeah. You know, shot caller. Anyway, and one of my good friends, um, Rod, he he tore his Achilles in a game, and I was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the way I want to go out. So my knees aren't qu- quite holding up. So I'll I'll shoot around, but I haven't actually. Uh, played in in a while so yeah there's a difference right and oh just shooting versus getting <laughs> getting stepped on landed on landing on your ankle weird yeah achilles we're at that age um yeah my husband has had a couple soccer teammates that snapped those achilles and that is a ridiculously hard thing to come back from mm-hmm. and then kind of go okay now wait why am i an old you said old man league i didn't but i say i call my husband's league old man league why am i at this age coming back from an injury that was caused by playing rec sports and then why would I consider keep playing that just for this to happen again? We're all we have jobs. We can't just be like on crutches for six months in our life, right? So, um, yeah, I hear you. I still try to play a few things here and there, but it's getting less and less. The older, the old. Once I hit forty, I'm like, oh, batting practice. I'm there. Games, mm, not yeah. as not as often. Yeah, golf is sounding pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to golf a lot? I do not get to golf a lot, but with the PGA coming yeah. to Frisco, I am. Um, um, I need to start working back up on my game. So, Well, I'm sure you'll get not only opportunities, the, the most amazing, state-of-the-art, beautiful opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah, recently drove by and in awe of how much is going on there, how much progress is being made, but then just also knowing and kind of seeing the vision and hearing it from people like you guys of what's to come. It's really cool, oh, really so exciting. exciting. Yeah, you're going to get um, a lot of cool opportunities to play there, hopefully. And a lot of the Frisco residents will. They just have to take advantage of it, right? So that's exciting. Golf golf coming to Frisco. Awesome, Jeff. Well, thank you. I know you're yeah. so busy. Uh, there's probably never a time when you're not busy uh, <laughs> as the mayor of a town like Frisco. So I appreciate the time out of your schedule to come sit down and talk to us and get to know you a little bit better to celebrate our episode number 100. Well, thanks for having me. Love talking sports. So couldn't turn it down. Well, you're welcome back anytime, especially if those Longhorns do something worthy of having a Longhorns <laughs> uh, conversation. Sorry, no. <laughs> well, it's not like my Red Raiders are either. Um, but no, you're welcome back anytime, of course. And thank you guys all for listening to this episode of Hustle and Pro. Remember to subscribe so you can get notifications on next week's episode. 